What is up, guys? This is the Vol Fanatic Show. We're about to do our Week 7 SEC predictions. I am Michael. Skyler, how we doing? Doing great. Doing fantastic. We got a massive spike in the subscriber count over the week. And uh, guys, if you haven't done so, if you enjoy what we're doing, uh, give us a subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, however you listen to us. If you listen to us on one, subscribe to us on all three, man. It would help us out tremendously as we're trying to go live with this show so that you guys can actually comment with us. We can interact with you guys live on the spot, and uh, we get to enjoy doing what we do every week. And Michael, man, can you believe we are halfway through the season already, my man? It is hard to believe that we're halfway through. It has been it, It's been so fun. I think a lot of the reason why it feels like it's flown by so much is just we're getting to do this right here. We're getting to just oh, yeah. talk football, and it just flies by whenever you're doing something that you're having fun doing. But um, I actually just took another look at the YouTube page while you were talking about that. While we were live with our first video, the uh, the uh, recap video, we gained one more subscriber, so we are now 14 away. 14. Hey, the countdown is on, baby. From 50 subscribers, and um, in case you missed it, uh, we need 50 subscribers on YouTube to be able to go live, so you can, so you guys can actually watch us live, and we can interact with you guys while we're doing this. So the road to 50 is now down to 14, guys. So we just need 14 more, so we can do that for you guys. I don't think it's too big of an ask to get there, but before next week, um, I don't think it is. I, I think it was, we had. I think we've had 16. We've had 16 this week. So I mean. Um, I don't know. I believe in you guys. All right. As long as you believe in us, we'll keep, we'll keep throwing out the content and shout out to you, Michael, man, you've been posting clips up cause you're a guru with the, the lab and the, or the technology and how to short up the clips and whatnot. No, Not really. I, I'm learning as we go, but it, it's gotten easier. I've actually figured out a little bit on YouTube. I can actually cut videos and schedule them for when I want them to go on the page. So I can kind of space those out there. But That's awesome. That's it, awesome. It's, it's, Pretty fun learning about all that. Well, let's let's get into what the people are watching us for, and that is the week seven predictions. And uh, we made a boo boo last week, and we, we forgot to. Yeah, I, was, yeah. I was about to bring this up if you didn't. So. I was like, we literally missed the the most fun part of the show where we do our upset pick of the week. Uh, unfortunately, we both missed regardless. Um, but I picked Cal over Oregon State, and they came up just shy. It was a great game, but um, I forgot who you choose. But I think it was Marshall over somebody. I picked Marshall over NC State, and once again, another really, really fun game, but unfortunately, yeah. NC State pulled the game out. I love that we do that, too, because it gives us a reason to watch some game that we would never watch. And, you know, kind of like fantasy yeah. football, if you have a player on your team that, you know, plays for a team that you would never otherwise watch. But um, we're going to bounce back this week, all right? I have a good feeling, but uh, let's kick this thing off with what should be another route of the SEC, so we're not going to spend a lot of time of it. Um, but we got Georgia playing Vanderbilt. Um, the line is 31 um, to George's credit, um, this is going to be in Nashville, so you know, give home field advantage what you want. But hey, home I field just, in SEC means something. Hey, it does, but not in this game. Give me Georgia by like forty. Yeah, I think Georgia wins. They win big. Uh, you know, we talked last week. You know, we knew Georgia was going to win, but would they cover because they hadn't covered a spread all year? Well, they covered the Kentucky spread. They're going <laughs> to now one and five against the spread. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're gonna cover this week against Vandy. Um, give me Georgia, and then, this, I, game, this game is on CBS, by the way. CBS. Pray for the whole state of Tennessee. Okay, all right, appreciate it. Um, let's let's move on. We got Arkansas 
um, versus Alabama. This is in T-Town. Um, big win for Alabama last week. The line is 19 in Alabama's favorite. 19, man. Uh, yeah. Uh, I do want to point out, Arkansas is 0-3 in the SEC to start the season. They're 2-4 and overall. Definitely not the season that uh, a lot of Hog fans had in mind. Um, and you've mentioned you mentioned multiple times you've gotten just absolutely railroaded by Arkansas fans. Man, how can you say we're only going seven and five? They, the schedule didn't line up for them this year. You've mentioned that multiple times too, and you know, we talked about it in our recap video. That BYU loss really hurt their overall record. Um, this game. I think Arkansas is going to score some points. I think KJ Jefferson is going to have another decent game, but Alabama is going to be way too much for Arkansas in this game. I I think that Alabama wins. It is in Tuscaloosa, which is big. Um, give me Alabama to win and to cover. You said it was eighteen or nineteen. It was nineteen, but I think I'm right there with you. Yeah, I mean, I, give me Alabama to win this one. I, two doozy of a games that we've talked about so far. But look, I know I just mentioned in the recap video, guys, if y'all haven't checked that out, y'all should. That's that's where we really go in depth in every game. But KJ Jefferson now, 12 total touchdowns, six interceptions. Man is not protecting the ball whatsoever. Uh, with how strong Alabama's defensive front is, look for KJ Jefferson to have those monumental mistakes and, uh, you know, cost them, you know, even if they, let's say they're tight in the first or second quarter, you know, maybe look out for that accident where he just throws in the middle and double coverage, and then Bama may even get a pick six out of it. Just look for a play like that to happen where it's just going to open up the floodgates and Alabama's just going to route them. Um, I do think that's what's going to happen. Again, I'm not a professional. I don't get paid to do this. So if I'm wrong, go easy on me. But uh, I do think Bama wins this one pretty easily. Yep. So we'll move on to the next game, which could be a sneaky good game. We have... You're not Florida. talking about the game like you were. <laughs> it's all good. I got you. I yeah, thought you were moving on to my boys, baby. I, I was getting excited. I'm sorry. My boy. Hang well, on, guys. We'll talk about Tennessee in a little bit. Hang on. Hang on. Hang I on. guess I have this one backwards on oh. SEC for me and you. It's um, all good, bro. Florida and South Carolina. Yeah. Florida at South Carolina. This is at 3.30 Eastern on the SEC Network. Um, What are your initial thoughts going into this game? So – I, I mentioned it in the recap video, you, and I didn't mean to, like, s- slander you. That's not at all what I was meaning. But you mentioned that Kentucky could be one of the top teams in the East, with not necessarily in Georgia, but, you know, two or three. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. But, oh, yeah. I think South Carolina is actually ahead of Kentucky. And that's a shot that I know I'm going to get some heat on. But uh, I, I seriously think, especially with this being in williams Bryce. Um, Columbia, Columbia, South Carolina. That's always a great environment. As much as I hate South Carolina, they've got a great home field advantage. Um, I, I'm not really impressed with Florida. My opinion on Florida has still not changed from the moment we lost, from the moment the season started. Graham Mertz is very accurate. I get that. Um, but at the end of the day, I do expect South Carolina to get a big win right here. Um, at the line is actually South Carolina's favorite in this game by two and a half. Now, what that's showing me is this is a pick 'em game, and they're giving three points to South Carolina because it's at home. Um, but I think I think that matters. I mean, playing on the road in the SEC accounts for something, and we've seen it firsthand all across the you know the first five six weeks of the season. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I do like South Carolina in this game. I look for them to get a big win against Florida, which may look better than what it should because we gifted Florida a win that they probably shouldn't have. Um, but either way, you know, I do I do think the Gamecocks pull this one out. Yeah. So I, I I do kind of agree with you in a way about uh your take with South Carolina there because if you gave South Carolina Kentucky schedule, I think it would have ended up the exact same way. Kentucky's did so. I I'll, I'll give you that right there. But as it is, the way that the season went with South with the uh, South Carolina schedule, they they haven't looked as good as Kentucky, it, especially the way that Kentucky looked against Florida. Because if you just take that game alone, yeah, Kentucky did look like a top team in the East. But obviously, we saw what happened against Georgia yesterday. Um, I'm with you in this game and. I, I really hate this week that we we might end up picking the exact same teams throughout. No, I doubt it. I doubt it. Uh, we'll, maybe, maybe. We'll, we'll see. Well, oh, by the way, so for the people listening, we don't like talk about it before we go live. That's what's make that's what's so fun about it is we talk about it on the spot. So when we say we don't think we're going to or we think we're going to agree, that is pure speculation. But um, there's a couple of games that. I'm confident about, but now that you're talking, you might be you might be in my head a little bit. I don't know. We'll get to it though. We'll get to it, and we're gonna start. All right, we're gonna start with a 3:30 CBS game where SEC Nation is going to be in Neyland. We're checkerboarding the stadium, ladies and gentlemen. I will be there. I'm so excited, dude. And uh, A&M's coming into town. 19th ranked Tennessee Volunteers. Now, explain this to me, Michael. We drop in the polls after beating South Carolina by 21. We move up three spots after taking a break. What the hell is going on, dude? So, first off, I just want to say I am taking South Carolina. I didn't get my pick. so uh, and, Oh, my bad. My bad. I just had to do that this week since I accidentally did it to you last week. So It's all good. We're, we're I'm excited to talk about my boys, bro. It's It's been two weeks, dude. I get you, man. So, um, I – I, I guess it was just the, the circumstances that happened with the other games the week that we beat South Carolina. There were some other teams that uh, kind of stepped up and also looked impressive where uh, even though Tennessee looked impressive in that one, maybe they didn't look quite as impressive to AP, po- to AP voters as other teams did. But, yeah, this past week, because of all of the upsets that happened in college football, Tennessee was able to move up even though they didn't play a game. Uh, this game right here – it's going to be a very good game because mm-hmm. it it is once again a game of kind of strength against strength. The the Tennessee run game is the strength of this offense against a Texas A&M front that is very strong against the run game. You have also got on the flip side, Texas A&M, they rely on the run game as well. And Tennessee's defensive front is very strong against the run game. You've got – Two teams that are in the top of the SEC when it comes to sacks per game. Texas A&M has one more game on Tennessee, so they have more sacks. They have 26 on the season in six games. Tennessee has 22 in five games. So I look for the offensive line for both teams to be the X factor in this game. Which line can give more protection in the pass game, in the run game. And that's what it's going to ultimately come down to to see who wins this game. Well, let me tell you something. And I love the fact that you just preach, brother. Like, I was listening the whole time. 
But this ain't going to be who's who can run the ball better. All right, this is going to be a Joe Milton versus Max Johnson football game. This is going to be who can move the ball through the air against the secondary because we both know Tennessee's defensive line, Texas A&M's defensive line, it's going to be a lot like the Alabama game. Dude, our defensive line is good, okay? I'm not going to say they're as good as Alabama, but, I mean, I'm not going to say they're, they're worse. I mean, I think this game could be – as much as I hate to say this, because I don't want it to be, but this could be a low-scoring game. I mean, it really could be. Um, but could we see this game from Joe Milton that we've been talking about that kind of like Carson Beck just had with Georgia, where he starts out 12 of 12. Does he have 200 yards within a you know first half? Does he have multiple t- touchdown passes? Can he move the ball through the air? Do we stop throwing it side to side, and can we actually attack down the middle of the field? Do we see that from our offense we've had two weeks to prepare for it i know we're missing one of our biggest targets brew mccoy is out for the season we mentioned this in the recap video two weeks ago um he's out for the season do we see somebody that we've not seen and i've been hinting at it in my tiktoks i cannot wait bro because if i'm right i'm giddy about this do we see d williams get on the offense and just be that electrifying playmaker that we need to see We've got playmakers all across the field between our running backs, all three of them, between Ramel Keaton, who's really not done anything to this point in the season. He's got a couple of touchdown passes or receptions, but we got Squirrel White, who's just really fast. And Dante Thornton has not done anything. In fact, he's probably pissed people off more than he's really had anybody excited about him. I know last year, and I hate that it happened, but when Brood went down, it actually opened the door for Jalen Hyatt. Do we see that same kind of effect in Tennessee's offense where if, when Brew goes down, does somebody emerge that we just never thought had it in them? Did you mean Cedric Tillman went down last I year? What did I say? What did I say? My bad. Yeah, when, when Cedric Tillman went down last year, it opened the door for Jalen Hyatt. My bad for everybody listening. I, I'm, I suck at my job. Um, We're still learning. But you also know where I'm going with this. Like, does when, when Boo went down, does that open the door, especially with the bio league? Does that open the door for somebody that, like, maybe we didn't really anticipate having a great year, ends up having like a great year? That that's a good point. Do, does it come down to one of these guys that's in there stepping up? Is it going to be Dante Thornton? I don't think so, based on what we've seen to this point. But can he step up? Will it be Squirrel White? Will it be Ramel Keaton? Or will it be? A D Williams, like you just mentioned, a Chaz Nimrod, um, who who's the the other guy that's kind of been coming in some um, Caleb Webb, Chaz Nimrod, yeah, yeah Caleb Webb. Um, I've even seen talk maybe they line Dylan Sampson out there in the slot and let play him- two running backs. I don't yeah. see what that's a problem with that. You know, several years back we had Jalen Hurd, Alvin Kamara in the background, and there were two completely different type of backs. I don't see there being a problem with you running Dylan Sampson and maybe uh, uh, Jalen Wright, you know, because one's they're actually pretty similar in the running style. But either way, you could throw one out in a a quick bubble screen. You can hand the ball off inside to Jalen Wright. There's insurmountable opportunity with this offense, and that's something I kind of want to see. I hate to cut you off the way I just did, so, uh, you know, I apologize. But I want to see from our offensive coordinator, Joey Hosley, and then also – obviously Josh Heifel, what they decide to do with this offense to make it really exciting. Because honestly, so far this season, they've not had a lot of exciting plays. We've had some big runs, and we've had some big throws. 
but it's not near. It's not been near as explosive and as electrifying as last year's offense was. And I'm trying to think who is the who is the um the guy that's been returning kicks some um, whenever Cam Seldon. Can we get Cam Seldon out there? Is you know he was recruited as a athlete on the roster and not yeah. not really yep. a running back or wide receiver. Can we see him get out there and maybe? Uh, play some wide receiver. I think there's many different options that Tennessee can go with, and can we have one of these guys that can emerge and have that year? I'm not going to say like Jalen Hyatt did last year, but similar to the to how he did, how he kind of broke out once uh, once he got out from behind that. I won't say shadow of the guy in front of him, but you know it opened things up for yeah. for him. No, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I, Cam Seldon was brought on as an athlete. He was practicing throughout the spring to be a running back. That's where they thought he'd have the most potential. Um, but he is still a freshman. But as you said, I mean, he's he's, he's dynamic. He can be anywhere. Um, he's kind of a bigger back, to be honest with you. But he runs powerful. He runs behind the pads. But, yeah, I mean, Josh Heifel said it in his presser last week. And the one time that we got to listen to him is, hey, we need somebody to stand up. I mean, the immediate answer and the, the answer that would – be the easy fix as if Deontay Thornton would just step up and take over. He's the guy that's got the the height. He's got the physical ability. He's got the speed all in one package. That would be the easy fix. But if he's not that guy, all right. And I would hate it if he's not, because man, they really overblew him in the height uh, in the off season when he transferred in. But you know, who is that guy that steps up? I don't know, man. Uh, I'm excited to see it though. And, I'm still going to take the boys, all right? I'm going to be at the game. I can't be at the game saying, like, ah, I picked A&M to win this game. I kind of don't want to pick up this first down. Hell no, dude. Give me the vol, bro. I think we're going to win. This can either go one of two ways. It's going to be a nail-biter. It's going to be an absolute nail-biter. Or we're going to win by double digits. I don't I don't see this being like a, like a game in control. We're just trying to milk off the clock type of thing. I don't know. I just feel like this game is going to be like we need to – Last second score, you know, because we're behind and we need to get, you know, have that game winning drive. Or I think we win by multiple touchdowns because Joe Milton feels, figures it out. I, I'm with you. It's either going to be one of two. It's either going to be a really tight game, or I think Tennessee wins by a couple of touchdowns. But I'm going to bring up kind of what we talked about last week. I don't think that Joe Milton has this breakout game because I think Joe Milton is what he is. Is what he is. Yep. I, I agree with you. And, and that's why I think this game is going to be close. But I, I will say this. If it is a low-scoring affair, kind of like how you said earlier, this favors Texas A&M. It does. I'm not predicting Texas A&M to win. I, I'm going to go ahead and tell you. I'm taking my balls. I, I am. But that favors Texas A&M. So it's going to come down to who can score last or who can get the last stop. But if this is a shootout game, Tennessee wins going away. It, it just it favors Tennessee more in a shootout, and it favors Texas A and M more in a close pound the ball type of uh, slugfest. But one one thing, and we brought it up last week, that I like going forward into this game. Texas A and M is coming off a game against Alabama, in which it was a very very physical game. So the way that Texas A and M lost the game last week is that going to affect them going into the game? Or is it going to be some motivation for them? Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. And and the biggest key of all, though, is it's it's in Knoxville. It's 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 at Neyland. Playing on the road is hard. 
Um, Alabama is elite because they were able to go into College Station and pull out that win. Um, A&M's going to have – look, Spencer Rattler tried to play it down when South Carolina came into Tennessee. Like, ah, we'll handle the noise just fine. Did you? Did you? Did you really? I don't think you did. I don't think you did. No team, no matter how good the team is, you're going to have false starts when you're in a loud environment, no matter how good you are. You're going to hear a clap that you might have thought was a clap, but it wasn't a clap. You know, like just weird things like that. Um, When it's a silent count, you're basically going off a timing, and everybody's timing in their head could be different. It's hard to be on rhythm when you're in a loud environment. And when I'm talking loud, I'm talking kneeling loud. And Tennessee fans know exactly what I'm talking about. A&M fans know exactly what I'm talking about because the 12th man is freaking loud. I mean, I'm talking 120 plus decibel levels for literally four hours straight. It's hard to do that. This game's kneeling. I think that's going to favor Tennessee big time. You know, Vegas has this as a pick em. I mean, Tennessee's favored by three, but everybody knows you get three favored when you, or you get three points added to whatever your normal line would be if it's at home. So um, they're checkering kneeling. I'm actually wearing white. Kind of mad about that, but, you know, it is what it is. I'm wearing white. Um, I think it's going to be a very fun game. SEC Nation's going to be there. A&M is going to be a great game, but this can kind of be like that pit game last year. If we win this game, this this could be a special season for Tennessee. If we lose this game, however, it could be a long one for the Vol fans for the remainder of the season. Yeah, it, it really could. So we're both taking our Vols in this game, and we will move on to the next one. This is a 7 o'clock Eastern time game on ESPN. We have Auburn at LSU, uh, game being in Death Valley at night. How much does that affect this game? Mm. I think – so LSU's favored by 11 and a half. I think they're going to cover. And that's not because I don't trust – Hugh Freeze at Auburn. I think LSU better <laughs> better answer some questions defensively because even though they won yesterday, I bet you to a lot of fans, it felt like a loss. I mean, they gave up 39 to Missouri. Yeah. That is not a knock on Missouri. Brady Cook's actually really good. Luther Burden's probably, and I've said this over and over, Luther Burden's probably one of the best wide receivers in the league. However... That I think LSU comes out on all cylinders. I think defense probably shines in this game, no matter how good the offense is. They've got to prove something. If they don't, LSU fans watch out. If if the defense decides to take another break over the weekend, I don't know what's going on. Um, look for Auburn to make this interesting. But the fact that it's in Baton Rouge, I think that's a great thing. You know, one thing I didn't realize, but I think LSU's played like four road games this year i could be completely wrong i didn't do my homework on that but i do feel like lsu's been on the road a lot um See, but uh lsu i've got to run it down here they do? that that was the their yesterday's game was their fourth road game well te- technically their third true road game and then they played that one neutral site game against florida state but consider either way that they've, they've only been in baton rouge twice this year yes so without doing homework, I'm right. I'm so glad when I do that because I feel like I'm putting myself on like a. I'm, I'm, it's a high risk thing, guys. If you don't do your homework, you just throw out crap that you don't really know. You know, especially when it's on record, you get a lot of you know slash on it. So I'm glad that I was right on that. Um, but no, the fact that this is back in Baton Rouge, I think helps the Tigers out a lot. The LSU Tigers a lot. 
it's kind of weird. They're in back-to-back matchups where it's Tigers versus Tigers, dude. Yeah. Um, but I do think LSU pulls this one out. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. I'm going to take LSU to win this game. And I, I just – I really think that it's a bad matchup going into this game for Auburn because LSU is a – a high flying offense. They're they're looking to move the ball up and down the field. And Auburn, because of the personnel that they have, they're looking to slow it down. They're looking to pound the rock. They're they're not very good at passing the ball. So that this game does not favor Auburn. Although LSU has given up a lot of um big plays on the ground this year. So I think Auburn could have some success, but um Death Valley at night is going to play a big factor in this game. So I've got LSU winning, and I will take them to cover this game. Yeah, I mean, that's I, I think you nailed it on the head. Look for Jaden Daniels. By the way, look out for the health of Jaden Daniels. I know he was banged up after the Missouri game. He gutted it out. It was gutsy as all get out of a performance, guys. But look out for the health of Jaden Daniels. If he's completely healthy, that man is going to have a day. Okay, but... If he is injured or doesn't play or gets injured during the game, I mean, you talk about things getting interesting real quick. But, uh, you know, Jay Daniels, if he's healthy, this game's going to be, shouldn't be a breeze with LSU, but now it is SEC. So nothing comes easy. Ask Kirby Smart or Mark Stoops after this last week. Um, but anyway, so you want to talk about the last SEC game of the weekend. All right, so the last one of the weekend is going to be Missouri at Kentucky. This is at another big game. I'm sorry, 7.30 p.m. Eastern on the SEC Network. And this one right here, you know, we – all right. So I, I'm going to go back to my SEC power rankings because I said that um, – I said that Missouri and Kentucky were even going into this past week. I'm not taking into account the game that was – the games that were played yesterday. This is based off of the month of September. I said that they were even going into it. This is a game that's going to determine who the better team is. I think that it is Missouri. I hate you. God dang it. I think it is Missouri, and I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take Missouri to win this game. I I feel like that the – the dual threat that Missouri provides in the run game and the pass game is going to top the run game that we're seeing for Kentucky because they do not have a pass game. At least we haven't seen it to this point. Kind of like with Joe Milton, Devin Leary is what he is at this point until he can prove otherwise. So I'm going to take Missouri to win this game. I think, what is the spread, like three, two and a two half. And a half. Two and a half, Kentucky. So I think Missouri wins, and I think they win by ten. I dislike you a lot right now, Michael. This, this was going to be the one game that you were hoping I'd pick Kentucky because you were going to go Absolutely, in. Absolutely, bro. I thought you were going to pick Kentucky. Um, but just for the sake of making it a fun episode, if people are still listening to this point, you know, what you say about Missouri is great. What you say about Kentucky is great. At the end of the day, where is this game being played? Kroger Field. Kroger Field. You know how I always talk about how hard it is to go on the road on the SEC and get a win? Well, now you throw the fact that this is a 7.30 kickoff. Look for, and by the way, I do feel like Missouri is the better team. However, 
look for that loss against LSU to beat them again. And this is the perfect weekend for that to happen. That's fair. That is very fair. That is a very good point going into this. It's a heartbreaker that they just lost to LSU. They were undefeated. Well, now they can't say they're undefeated anymore. I actually, and I hate to do this because I literally just changed my pick based off of what you're picking, but I've actually talked myself into loving this pick. Give me Kentucky for no other reason than I think Missouri is going to allow that LSU loss to get them again. This is on the road at night. It's hard to win. Brady Cook, I think, is going to have a game. I just, for some reason, dude, give me Kentucky for for no reason other than what I've already said. I, I think Kentucky can go. Uh, they're at home. That's going to be accounted for something. Um, mm, they, they're going to have to bounce back. They played so bad against Georgia. They have no other choice than to play better. Like, no other choice than to play better. And I feel like Missouri just threw their best effort at LSU and couldn't win. And so, I I don't know. I don't know why I'm doing this. Maybe it's because I know I'm winning in the record, which I don't know if we've thrown that out yet. But I'm still in the lead. Okay, just just throwing it out there. Probably gonna lose it one last week. Absolutely, I'm probably gonna lose it after this week. But uh, you know, give me the Wildcats. I don't know why I hate their fan base, but whatever. All right, so that takes care of the week seven predictions. Ole Miss and Mississippi State are both on bye weeks this week, and we are not going to make a boo-boo like we did last week <laughs> and get the best part of the show. And I know we don't have a sponsor, but, Skylar, you want to talk a little bit about what you do? I can, absolutely. Thank you. Uh, so my family and I, we started a business a year and a half ago, uh, Restoration One in Knoxville, um, obviously in Knoxville. It's based out of Lenore City, though. But, man, we do water cleanup restoration. So we do water mitigation, mold, fire. Anyways, we've done this. We work with the chambers locally with Anderson County, Oak Ridge, um, even Lenore City. We've actually gotten in with West uh, Knoxville and Farragut Chamber. Really good work. We're, we're just trying to make bad situations a lot better. Obviously, I even had a situation yesterday where my sink was leaking. We didn't know it while we were throwing out the ribs, and I have water everywhere in my kitchen. We can come in dry out the house or the uh, commercial building, whatever you got going. Um, we try to, like I said, we just try to help the client out. We don't work directly with insurance. We work for them. We work for the homeowner to try to make, obviously, a bad situation a lot better. And that's who we are. And they allow me to do what I love to do, and that's go to the week, you know, the games on the weekend, talk about football. They're actually right now working in Pigeon Forge. We've got several resorts that actually had some water damage. Uh, I guess with it being fall break, you had some kids maybe throw some stuff down the toilet they weren't supposed to. I don't know. But they are working right now, and they gave me the day off so I could do this podcast with you. So shout out to them. Um, So thank you for letting me – yeah, thank you for letting me shout them out. Yeah, I've seen a lot of your posts on Facebook. Y'all are doing some great work up there. So I I wanted to to give you that chance to, you know, shout out what you do. I mean, y'all are doing great work. No, I appreciate that, man. They don't actually endorse the show, but uh, they gave me the day off for the show. I feel like that's that's worth something, you know? Absolutely. So, uh, no. So, with that being said, thank you for that again. Let's get into the upset pick of the week, dude. I cannot believe we forgot this last week, all right? But we're not doing it this week. You already know who I'm picking, but I don't think I know who you're picking. So, I'm going to let you go first. All right. So, I went back and forth between two games. Um one of them was um, oh crap! I, I forgot to write it down because I'm not yeah. going with this one. One okay. one of them was um, let's see, 
I think I, I think I have it for you. Was it Iowa, Wisconsin, or that, that was the one? Iowa, Wisconsin. Of Iowa is an eight and a half point dog to Wisconsin. Wisconsin playing at home in that one. I was thinking about taking that one, and that still could be an upset. But what concerns me, and I'm not sure if Iowa won yesterday or not, but they lost Cade McManera. Cat McManera. I think I said that right. For the season. McManera, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he he tore his ACL two weeks ago. Oh so, no. Yeah, so um, that is a concern for Iowa. They're back to uh, not even hitting the over in games like a couple of times this year. So I'm not going to pick that one. I, I'm not very confident. One I will take is Jacksonville State is a six-and-a-half-point home underdog to Liberty. Hugh Freeze's old school. That's right. Jacksonville State to win this game outright. Uh, this game is actually being played tomorrow night. I mean, uh, Tuesday night, I believe. That's weird. That's so, wild. So we're going to find out early in the week whether I win or lose on the upset pick. But uh, I'm going to take Jacksonville State. How many points was that spread? Is it a three-point play or a five-point play? It's a three-point play. It's a six-and-a-half-point spread. Hey, we need points however we can get it, man. We've won- we've gone ice cold on the pickums because I had Duke beating Clemson in week one. And I have not hit a single game since then, bro. I was one for one, and now I'm just I'm cold. So I've been very close on every game, though. Like it's always been like a touchdown game, it seems. But um, I like that pick. I like that pick a lot. But I don't like it as much as I like my pick. Yeah, I will say I think if you look back at the stats, each of the games that we have picked, they've covered. <laughs> most, most of them have covered. Yeah, which is why you know we hadn't talked about it. But I think next year when we do this, we do maybe like a one point for a cover. Something like that. Just agree with that. If they if they cover the spread, you get a point. Okay, I could get with that. And then if they out you know if they outright win, they get the three or the five points. I got you. Okay, we'll do that. That make me feel a lot better because I would have an additional point every week. (laughs) I'm with you. There's only been like two weeks I think that the team I picked has not covered. No, I got you. I like that pick, uh, but not as much as I like mine. Okay, Uh, I'm going to pick Arizona. I'm going to pick Arizona to upset. Washington State. If you don't know, Washington State just came off a loss. That's a nine and a half point spread, by the way, which I have no idea why. Washington State is coming off a loss this last weekend. Arizona, on the other hand, just went into three overtimes with USC. Ladies and gentlemen, if y'all haven't watched USC this year, they're atrocious. I get it. You know, Caleb Williams, he's great. You know, the offense is clicking. I get that. But, oh, my God, their defense is terrible. It is, it is hard to watch. It is really hard to watch. Like, when USC is on defense, it's almost like a known, like, okay, they're about to give up this third down. Okay, they're about to give up this touchdown. Like, it's it's insane. I've never seen a defense so bad. And this is like Lincoln Riley's third year. I don't know why they can't get it together. But either way, my pick is Arizona over Washington State. It pisses me off because it's a nine-and-a-half-point spread. And I know I'd get that. <laughs> I'd get those additional two points if it was just a half a point more. What I'm going to do, okay, even though it's at the shooting of this, you know, or at the timing of this recording, it's nine and a half. But if that joker goes up to 10 before Wednesday, I'm going to be texting you being like, hey, I'm getting my five points, baby. No, I'm joking. But uh, give me Arizona over Washington State. And uh, that is our upset picks of the week. Yeah, I, I don't hate that one either. The the one concern I have, and I, I'm not trying to, you know, down this pick because I I was really interested in this one too, but you know, you found it first, so you picked that one. Is Arizona going to have a letdown game after the performance that they had against USC? 
But then again, is Washington State going to have a hangover game after the loss that they had? So I, I really like that pick right there. Um, I'm I glad guess. not that one. Um, but There's I, another one that we were both talking about, the Louisville game. Yeah, Louisville is an eight-and-a-half-point favorite against Pittsburgh. I wouldn't be surprised if Louisville drops that after beating Notre Dame. That could be the, the that hangover game you're talking about. Yeah, that hangover that you're talking about, that could happen to Louisville 1,000%. So be on the eyes for that one. That's none of our picks, but definitely keep a lookout on that game. Um, I, I could see it. I could see it. But uh, that, we, that we missed this segment last week because this oh, is the best part of the show. I mean, oh, I'm it, yeah, and I know some of our uh, some of our listeners out there they really like this part of the show too, and I'm sure that they hated that we didn't do it. But uh, that was a mess up on our part. We kind of I, I got us off on a tangent talking about Ole Miss last week, and it just threw everything off. So I apologize for that. That is my fault. Yeah, um, we all know you love Lane Kiffin. Don't don't go that far with it. <laughs> No, I got you. Hey, man, let's wrap this thing up. Let's keep it nice and short. Do you have any final thoughts on week seven, man? We are over halfway finished with the season. I do think week seven, just looking at it on paper, is probably the least interesting slate that we have had so far this year when really? it comes to okay. conference games. We we've had some when it we've had some exciting games overall, but as far as the overall slate. I think this is the least interesting of them. But, you know, at the same time, we say that, and it ends up being probably the best week that we have had so far. Um, I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited to see our Vols back on the field because, like you said, it was it, it was kind of weird waking up yesterday and not being excited for Tennessee football. But um, did get some things done yesterday. I, I'm sure I, – I know you were working yesterday, but uh, – <laughs> I, I was up uh, helping the in-laws put a, a new deck on their uh, on their new house that they that they're building. So we got that go. done. And um, there you I, go. Get on the good get on the good side for the in-laws right before Christmas. That's I like that. That's right. a, that's some good thinking right there. That's some good thinking. I I need to take some notes. There, there we go. All right. No. Um. Yeah, man. We we were busy yesterday. Kind of late yesterday. We got an emergency call, and I, I posted that one on Facebook as well. But I do want to give a shout out to our TikTok pages, guys. If y'all are not following on our TikTok, y'all need to do that immediately mine's at ball fanatic 343 michael yours is just michael allen michael allen 802 i think is what it is 802 guys we we throw up a lot of short clips on the TikToks that i promise do not disappoint they're amazing we've got amazing following um y'all give that a shout but uh at the end of the day check out the youtube of course you know we are posting the full length stuff on our spotify and Apple Podcasts, YouTube as well. But I'm also going in and making little clips from the podcast and doing some shorts on YouTube. Uh, so check those out if you don't want to watch the whole thing. Uh, I know those are easier to watch whenever you sit down. Um, but check those out. The uh, Week 6 recap is up on Spotify now. Uh, I'm checking Apple uh, I don't think it is quite up yet, and I it is also uploading now to YouTube. So uh, check that out, guys. And um, you have anything else, Skyler? Yeah, man. Uh, it's the people listening, especially up to this point, that actually keep our channel going and keep us wanting to keep doing it. So um, we salute to you. We had a bunch of shout-outs that we could have named, but we named one of each. 
and that was in the recap video. So um, check it out if you're it. Um, so, but thank you guys for everything. I'm looking forward to a fun week. Um, I want to see D. Williams. That's my final thought. Go Big Orange. Absolutely. Go Big Orange, guys. We will see you next week with our Week 7 recap and Week 8 predictions. So y'all have a good week. Enjoy your football, and go Big Orange.